who are you most excited to see this year? Like, is there any team that you decided, okay, with the makeup of their roster? Because we, we spoke about a few of the, the offseason moves just by virtual speaking about these teams. And we think about the Lakers and the Clippers, even the Houston Rockets and Milwaukee and, and Philadelphia, the teams we mentioned. Is there any other team that, that, that you're most excited to see or any team from that list? Uh, and what is the reason behind that that you're most excited to see? Well, obviously, I, I want to watch the Lakers because watching LeBron and Anthony Davis play all year is going to be really, really interesting. Um, but uh, outside of the list of teams we talked about, I think New Orleans is probably the team that most people want to see on a night-to-night basis, in part to see Zion Williamson. Um, but for all the other talent that's around there, you still have Drew Holiday. Uh, they picked up J.J. Redick. You have Lonzo Ball, you got Ingram, you got Derek Favors. There's quite a bit of talent on this team already, uh, to the point where, you know, they should at least contend for a playoff spot, and there should be a real pace to which they play, and you've got enough veteran presence um, and enough talent that uh, I think they're gonna, you know, surprise a lot of people by being competitive. Maybe not surprise a lot of people by being competitive, but I think they're gonna be fun to watch. Um, and uh, you know, I think the guys, the young guys who were on the Lakers, specifically Lonzo Ball and, and Brandon Ingram, but even more so Lonzo, I think uh, they're gonna benefit from from a new situation. If you read all the stories and listen to to Lonzo Ball, I think it's been a pretty t- tough stretch. Um, going from playing from your for your home team uh, to all the uh, big all baller the brand stuff with his father and all this yeah. stuff, I think he's grown up a lot in the last few years. He's had I, to. I think it's he, been a, a reality it, check for him. Absolutely, and so and then to play with LeBron James, who is so you know dominant and and you uh, have to change your whole game to play with somebody like LeBron. Absolutely, and I think uh, particularly for a guy like Lonzo, who probably should have the ball in his hands to be a playmaker. Um, it really kind of uh, it really affected, I think, his role. So to, to kind of start fresh, but still have a lot of talent around, um, and um, you know, to have a guy like Zion who uh, you're going to throw a lot of lobs to, you're going to get out and run, and he's going to finish on the break. I think it's going to be uh, really interesting to see Lonzo Ball take take that next step. Um, out, now he's not at home anymore. And, you know, sometimes that takes a lot of pressure off. It's, it's, it's a new situation, and uh, I, I'm excited to see them. Well, that's a good choice because I think they have a, a good mix of, of veteran voices, not in the, the sense of them being in the, the league for about 10, 12, 13 years, but you have some veterans on, on their team that has some playoff experience, has played a lot of games. When you look at Derek Favors, you look at J.J. Redick, Drew Holiday, even even looking at Etuan Moore, who was a steadying force for them the last two years playing with that team. So I think they're going to do some good things. And I think one of the players that, that you didn't mention who's actually going to be really good for them, he's going to be a, a constant professional, is Josh Hart. And he's yeah. one of the players that I follow since his Villanova days, a player with that championship pedigree who just comes out every night and just plays the best brand of basketball that he can possibly play. And I think just with that effort and that consistency, he's going to bring a lot to that team. But they, they, they're going to be exciting. Drew Holiday with J.J. Redick and... and Zion, Lonzo, like, I, and then Jackson Hayes, the rookie for them, who actually had a pretty good um, preseason in, in summer league, who looks like if, if he grows into his body and he stays consistent, he can be a very good rim protector and rim runner. He had one of the best dunks, one of the best posters of the summer league that I just still, I still think about it now. Like, it was just 
amazing. But for me, one of the teams that I'm most excited to see, and maybe this is me going with my heart, but I'm, I'm excited to see the Knicks and, and see what they do. They have a multitude of guards. They have about three guards there who, at one point, each of these guards was slated to be a lead guard. So I just want to see which one of these guards can actually take the keys and drive the car. And would they be able to? And there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. And I'm just excited about the rookie, R.J. Barrett, just the, the pieces that they got on, on in the front court with uh, Julius Randle and, and players like Marcus Morris, who really excites me. And it's not even just for anything that he does on the court, but just his demeanor, that, that, that type of veteran voice that you bring to the locker room, I think is just amazing. And, and he said it the other day. I was watching an interview with him, and he said, one thing that you can expect is that on a night-in-night-out basis, the Knicks are going to play hard basketball, and the Knicks are also not going to be disrespected. So you're not going to walk in the garden and think you're going to just play any old type of way. You're going to have a team that's going to come out, compete, play hard. And when you have a player like that, I'm just excited to see what the Knicks can do because it's a, for me it's a, a culture change from what the Knicks have been experience, experiencing over the last few years, especially going through the Phil Jackson turmoil and then even before that with just different regimes that, that weren't working and moves that weren't working. So I'm trying to see if David Fisdale will be a steadying voice on the sideline and people that we have in the front office Will they actually take us to that next level when we look at, you know, um, Perry and all those people who are there? So I'm very excited to see the Knicks. I think, and that that may just be me being a homer and, and loving the Knicks so much. But I'm excited to see what they do. I'm very excited about the rookie, R.J. Barrett, and so that that kind of moves us on to a to a, another uh, segment because for me, I think R.J. Barrett is gonna win the Rookie of the Year, and I just think that his talent and what he wasn't able to show at Duke is going to come through because when we look at it, R.J. Barrett was the number one player in his high school class. That included Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Zion in college became the number one player, not to say that his athleticism just took him there, but when you have a player who are, who's making these phenomenal plays, highlight dunk after highlight dunk, everybody's going to be behind them, and you're going to forget about these other players. And so I think R.J. Barrett, he took a step back in what he had to do and changed his game to supplement a player like Zion Williamson, I think what the Knicks is going to give him is the opportunity to find his game and find his quote-unquote voice on the court and be able to play that way. So I think for me, my rookie of the year is R.J. Barrett. Who, who do you think is going to win the rookie of the year? I think it's going to be Zion because I think he'll, uh, he'll put up good enough numbers to get everyone's attention, and I think they'll win enough games, and he's going to get a lot of credit for affecting winning. Uh, even though he, they've got a deep roster and there's a lot of talent, I think the fact that he's got the star power and they're going to get some pretty good results, I think it's going to overwhelmingly uh, sway everybody in Zion's favor. But to, to go to your part, uh, point about R.J. Barrett, I think one thing that's really underrated about him, and you saw it in college, and you saw it a little bit in the summer league, is his court vision. Right? He's a guy who made the game easier for Zion. You see lots of highlights of Zion getting easy baskets. A lot of those easy baskets, because R.J. Barrett could see the floor, and survey and pick the defense apart. And, you know, he kind of struggled early in the in the summer league. And, again, it's only summer league. Um, but his shot was not really falling. And the way he started to get his momentum was picking the defense apart uh, by passing. And so, you know, you, you typically don't think of court vision out of a, out of a rookie two guard. Um, you know, and I think um, lots of people are – you know, kind of thinking, uh, is he going to be a James Harden because he's a lefty and all this kind of stuff. But I, I think, think um, and, and that's possible. It's possible. It's, I think it's, it's, it's possible. too early to, to and know. And you look at him with the combination of Dennis Smith Jr., who 
Dennis Smith can be effective off the ball because when Dennis Smith has the ball, he's more of a of a scoring first type guard. So then when you have a player like RJ Barrett to your point who can see the floor and have that core vision, I Chris think, Miller a little balance, more work. more yeah. balance than you would have had. So yeah, I'm 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 excited to watch the Knicks and I think, you know, also Julius Randle has the potential to be an all star. He does. Um he's he's improving every single year. Uh, he's clearly the the best player right now on the Knicks. And so he's going to get the ball as much as possible. And then it's going to be really interesting to see if Mitchell Robinson can take a next step. Uh, the, the main thing I'm concerned about is can he stay healthy? Because I think if he's on the floor, everything's going to be fine. Um, but, you know, he's a guy who's so athletic and jumps around a lot, and you always wonder about, you know, the sort of landing poorly. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think the Knicks can compete. They, you know, like I said, they've got a lot of professionals, a lot of hard-nosed players that – are going to bring it every night, and I think because they have so much depth at each position, um, it's going to really create a culture of competitiveness. And I think you probably haven't had that the last few years. Haven't. You could kind of pencil in who all the starters were because there wasn't enough talent overall. Yes. And, and and not to say that the Knicks are one of the most talented teams in the league because, of course, they're not. But I think at each position, it's not obvious who the starter is, and that creates... Um, you know, a, a culture that you have to win every minute and win the spots. Exactly, you have to earn the right to be on the floor, earn the right to be in, in that rotation. Uh, what other team jumps out to you as sort of under the radar uh, team that you you'd like to watch and, and uh, you know sort of a league pass team? Like a league pass team, mm, I'm more of a. I want to see progression, and I want to see how players mesh. So in the East. One of the teams that I would be looking forward to seeing would be the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. I think they have a very good young core from in all positions, one through five, and then having a, a, a the most veteran voice you can possibly have at Vince Carter there, yeah. who's going to be a coach on the floor, extra coach on the bench. I think I'm, I'm excited to see them. I want to see how Trey Young progresses because a lot of people talked about his shot, which really didn't fall in year one, but he did a lot of other things on the court to be excited about um, Kevin Huter a shooter coming out of Maryland. Um, I'm excited to see how he plays with this added depth that they have. Of um, I think they got DeAndre Hunter, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. at the small forward. So I'm looking forward to see how his game translates and what and how Vince Carter is going to be in his air and affect his game to have him play the right way. And the player that would have been my rookie of the year pick had he been in maybe a different situation because I don't think he's going to see as many minutes as a starter would be Cam Reddish. Mm. Because as much as we talk about how RJ sacrificed his game to to um allow Zion to flourish or just to allow Duke as a whole to flourish. So that's just making it about Zion, but to allow that whole team to flourish. I think Cam Reddish took the biggest backseat. You go from being the man, someone who is looking who's looked upon to score and do most of the things for your team to now, okay, but when you get the ball, you have to maximize those opportunities as opposed to finding a flow in the game, seeing how everything is going and making it happen. Now you have to read the game, stay in the game, and it's hard to do that when you don't have the ball in your hands for a ball-dominant player. So Cam Reddish, I'm excited to see him. And so <clears throat> I just want to see how what Atlanta does, how they progress. I don't expect them to be that competitive, even though the East is not that competitive, but I expect them to do some things. And the team that, sadly, in the West that I want to see, even though it hurts my heart to say, is the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Because I'm looking to see how the two new Dirks and uh, – Luca and Kristaps, how they how they mesh together. Even though I'm sad that Kristaps is not on the Knicks, but I'm looking to see how that works. I think it's a good situation for him. It's a team who who's shown that they know how to manage European superstars. 
and give him the right uh, situation to succeed. And so now him with Luca, I want to see how that works. And they got a few players over there that that I cheer for, that I've been cheering for, because like Villanova is one of the schools that I think that they they have great coaching, and so they they turn out players into the NBA who come and they play the right way. Just the same thing with Duke, UNC, all these top tier programs. So Jalen Brunson, who's uh, who's probably going to be a career backup guard, never really going to be a lead guard, never really going to move the needle for you. But you know when he comes in the game, he's going to be consistent. He's going to make the right plays, and he's going to compete on defense. So I'm just excited to see how Chris stops and Luca mesh together. And I'm actually rooting for Tim Hardaway Jr. I think a new situation for him, hopefully he can finally stick and, and be the player that the Knicks and um, actually Atlanta thought that he would be. So. Yeah, I think Dallas is, is definitely one of those those league pass teams that everyone's going to watch. And then, you know, maybe another one uh, in, in a somewhat similar way is Chicago. Uh, they're a team that, yes. you know, kind of rebooted things in a way that confused everybody. But the way it's added up, they actually have some, some good young talent. Um, you know, obviously, Zach Levine has uh, really surprised everybody on improving to the extent that he has. Laurie Markkinen um, definitely exceeded expectations. Uh, and then you got a guy like Otto Porter, who is very versatile and good defensively. Wendell Carter is, is a very interesting player. Um, and then, you know, everybody seems to like uh, uh, Kobe White as, as a guard, uh, you know, as a rookie. So, um, it, you know, it, it could be interesting to see if they are one of those teams that, you know, sneaks into the playoff hunt or at least is in the conversation sort of uh, overachieving as, as the year goes on. I like what Chicago did. Um, like you said, the drafting of Kobe White is going to work for them, even though he struggled in summer league, but I think he's going to get it together. One of the things that they did do as an insurance policy was they got Thomas Sadarensky from uh, Washington. And he was actually a very good he played player. He play well for them. He passed the eye test from his numbers might not jump out at you. But when you watched him play, he compete. He was a reliable guy. Exactly. He made the right plays. He was in the right position. And actually, when John Wall first went down and they inserted Sadarensky into the lineup, Washington actually got a little bit better. Not saying that, that he's a better player than John Wall, but just for that system. He was better for that system. So I like what Chicago has done. Um, maybe Chris Dunn is not the answer there, yeah. which is fine. But he all, he's still serviceable. He can always play defense. And so you have Kobe White, who is going to be a decent player. And you got Sadoransky. And then players like Zach Levine, just the athleticism. And you look at their roster, they have some depth, even though it's young depth, but they have some depth at, at different positions. When you look at... Um, Denzel Valentine, who was highly talented coming out of Michigan State. Then you got Chandler Hutchinson, players like that. Another player who I know about from being on the Knicks, Luke Cornett, he stretches the floor and is another big. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be able to do a, a few things with that team. And so, like you said, I'm excited to see what they do along with Atlanta. So that might be one of the games that I, I'm definitely going to tune into Atlanta-Chicago to see how that, how that pans out.